Welcome to Breakout, your number one NFL fantasy podcast from down under. Stats, analysis, and all you need to dominate your NFL fantasy season. Alrighty, welcome to Breakout, your go-to resource for NFL fantasy in Australia. I'm Joel Bunkle. It's a Tuesday, so naturally it's the waivers show. I'm joined, of course, by my co-host every Tuesday, Corob Elon. Corob, how you doing? Week four. Four weeks already done. I know. 4-0 for the Chiefs. What did you expect, though? It was a great day today, you know, sitting out and watching another solid victory. But um, it's not the same story for every team out there. No, it's not. But, you know, this is like the first time the Chiefs have gone 4-0 in a long time. Even with all the success of recent seasons, they still haven't gone 4-0. So uh, it's... Uh, I have a selective memory. I can remember all the times we started 11-0, 13-0, 15-0 even. Um Surely, like seven out of the last ten years, it's been a ten and zero start for the Chiefs. But <laughs> uh, I could be wrong on that. Don't quote me. That's it. Um, look, there was a lot of interesting games this week. You would have been happy with Tom Brady throwing for five this week. Good result for you. Even with an injured receiver core, interesting. That's why? It. Why? Why this game of all games for him? But hey, good result. I had another frustrating week watching the Cowboys in a in a score line that was akin to a bloody college football scoreline at 49 to 38 against the Browns. But again, you would have been happy with OBJ in your team. Yeah, you know, sometimes the pieces fall into place. They fall out of place elsewhere so that some pieces find their own place. And OBJ, people think he's back at his peak, but we'll see. A few of the other shock or disappointing results out there this week would have been if you're a Cardinals fan losing to the Panthers and if you're a 49ers fan losing to the Eagles. Yeah, that wasn't the, the most Eagles exciting current. game, but the Eagles are are poor. What are they? What are they? What are they calling this? The division now, the the NFC least, not the NFC East. That's pretty accurate. I think that's pretty accurate for a while now, but <laughs> pretty accurate. Yeah. Oh well, we've got a show to get on with Corob. We're doing the waivers. Really important this week, isn't it? Because we're starting to to head into that time of season where we've got the buys. Yeah, bye weeks are huge. Um, you've got to be thinking ahead for those. Hopefully when you drafted, you didn't um, oversaturate your team with a single or a couple weeks. Um, but yeah, this is the time to start making moves. And luckily, there's been a few injuries this week that have opened a few things open for um, particularly the running back position. But um, So yeah, if you're looking to make some moves, this is the week to do it. All right, so what are we going to do? We've got our three, our three segments, watch them, grab them, and ditch them. Names are fairly self-explanatory. Um, why don't we kick it off with watch them, and, and you tell us, what are we looking for here in watch them? So watch them, um, these are the guys you need to keep your eye on. These are the ones that have started to show some consistency in their play. Um, perhaps they've put up a couple of big weeks, or even there may have been a shakeup in the depth chart, perhaps an injury to a key player and... We're not sure yet if this guy's going to step up, what their role is going to look like. So take a look and see what might happen. All right. I've got a wide receiver to kick us off. And it's the uh, wide receiver for the Denver Broncos. And it is Tim Patrick. He's had a TD in the past two weeks, put up scores of 12.3 and 20.3 this week in our half point PPR league. Definitely also a step up in targets going from four to five earlier in the season to seven this week. Um, he went for over 110 yards on this game. 
and probably definitely helped him that like Noah Fant went down with injury and was carted off. And, you know, we obviously know Cortland Sutton has been out. He's on IR with injury as well. New QB to throw into the situation and ripen. And he started well, but it ended really terribly with three turnovers for him. But seems to be just a bit of an opportunity here for someone like Tim Patrick. Yeah, you know, injuries clear the way. And if you've got a guy who's shown some consistency, even pre-injuries on the team, then um, you might be definitely keeping an eye on them. With 20.3 points, he's close to a grab him. 100%. Um, now, you mentioned that injury does play a part, and uh, your, your guy here is uh, definitely benefiting because of an injury. Yeah, the first on the list, well, I've got two, actually, for our watch em list. Um, but the first is... Damian Harris, uh, running back for New England. We've been featuring these New England running backs pretty heavily on the show. But um, hey, when one goes out, another one steps in. And actually, in this case, um, it's Sonny Michelle who had just come off a great week. Sad story. He's got a quad injury, could be out for a few weeks. Um, and Harris is actually back from the injury list. So he came out strong with 17 carries and 100 yards on the day. You know, he didn't get any scores this week, but I think there's definitely going to be some opportunities in the future for him. And, you know, he was hyped up in preseason, didn't get his chance in these first early weeks. Cam Newton out. We'll see what that looks like. Um, but when he does come back, if Damian Harris's role stays strong, definitely keep an eye on him. Uh, he's... Great opportunity with 17 carries, first game back, right? Right, and against a tough Chiefs defense. So um, it was it was fun to watch. I've got another receiver. Um, it's from the 49ers. Uh, his name is Brandon Ayuk. And uh, if you don't know who he is, you would have known him from the highlights reel from when he completely hurdled a defender to go in for a touchdown this week. He's, uh, he's pretty exciting to watch, actually. And uh, he's you know a first-round draft pick out of Arizona State. So rookie player. Um, 49ers just struggling a little bit at the receiver position. Debo Samuel is kind of back in the team, but... Not providing kind of the level of consistency here. And um, just say, keep an eye on Ayuk and, and see how his role develops and grows over the next few weeks. Because, you know, San Francisco losing to Philly, they're going to be looking for some different options because it's not quite working right now. You know, it's interesting with Ayuk. Um, really early round draft pick for San Francisco. I can't remember the last time they had a true wide receiver one on their squad, a guy who could really tear up defenses. But, um, hey, he's showing some potential, so... We'll definitely keep our eyes on him. 100%. Last guy on the list. Last. Another injury case. Another injury case. Yes. If you're thin at running back, this might be a guy worth considering. Um, I'd probably take Damian Harris first, but then second, Justin Jackson. Uh, we're mm -hmm. looking at a situation for the Chargers where Eckler has gone down with a knee hamstring injury of some kind. Definitely potential for multiple weeks for him to be out. And Justin Jackson is the, the veteran back, the one who knows... The offense, you know, he'll line up next to Josh Kelly, the rookie at running back. And he, Kelly did not have a good game this week, did he? He, he? he Firstly, he fumbled and lost lost the fumble there, but he only had nine attempts on the game for seven yards. Right, and Jackson steps in and takes on that passing role as well, that pass-catching role as well that Eckler usually dominates in. So, um, hey, his experience puts him in a good place. Um, so, if you're looking for a piece of the Chargers pie, um, take a look at Jackson. If Definitely. we're completely fair this week, like they did play Tampa, and like Tampa Bay's run defense is really solid. True. So it probably wasn't going to be their avenue for scoring this week. Um, so it'll be interesting to see how that develops You know, over the next few weeks. I think they've got New Orleans and the Jets and then the Dolphins. 
um, as the next four matchups or three matchups. Yep, all looking good, I would say. If you're thin at running back or if you've got some bye weeks coming up, you might take a heavier look at both of those guys. Mm-hmm. All right, let's get into grab them. So these are the guys that you should be looking to grab off the waivers this week. There's either a good opportunity here. You might be trying to replace someone who's on bye. You might be replacing the injury or you might like the situation that's really developing there. So um, why don't you kick us off with one, Corb? Sure. Um, This is the week of buys um, starting here in week five. So who knows, your quarterback might be in a situation where they're in a bye. It's not uncommon. Some teams, some leagues might have two quarterbacks on their squad, but it's a good chance you need to pick one up. And Teddy Bridgewater is your guy. Um, he's only rostered in 19% of leagues right now. Um, but he's been leading that Carolina offense um, pretty well over the last few weeks. He's known for his checkdowns, but um, he's been throwing lasers these last few weeks. Uh, a couple touchdowns, 26 Completions on 37 attempts, 276 yards, and he even threw in a rushing score. Kind of uncommon for Teddy, but he does have that athleticism. So, um, hey, he's got Atlanta next week, and that is the key. If you're looking to stream a quarterback for one week, replace a guy who's gone on by, Teddy Bridgewater playing well against the worst defense against quarterbacks in the league in Atlanta. So this is your opportunity. And still without CMC, so um, going to be a bit of upside there. And, you know, he's, he's definitely found a connection with a couple of the, the receivers as well and, and Robbie Anderson, probably even more so than DJ Moore um, at, at this stage, right? Yeah, yep. I scooped Robbie Anderson a couple of weeks ago after he had a couple of big weeks, so. Yeah, I, in, uh, I definitely took him in a couple of leagues um, as my last pick. Um, there was a bit of pre- pre-season hype around the Bridgewater-Robbie Anderson thing, and I'm glad that that one's paid off for me. Speaking of wide receivers, you've got one on your list. Tell us. I do. Who are we looking at? Uh, Seahawks wide receiver David Moore. Now, I know you're thinking, oh, well, there's DK Metcalf, and there's also Tyler Lockett on that team. But here's the pattern with David Moore. After four games, it's, it's at the moment looking like a pretty clear pattern. So he's had two good games this season. Um, you know, one where he put up uh, 17. This week, he put up 17 points. He went for 95 yards and a touchdown. And, you know, he's... Not as good in his previous in his previous good game, but about the same. And then he had kind of two bust games. And so you think, oh, it's a bit hard. It's a bit more bust. But essentially the pattern with David Moore is that if he's playing a poor secondary, um, so say Dallas or Atlanta when he had his bust games, uh, then he doesn't put up a score. But when he plays the teams that have a good secondary, uh, so in this case the Pats and, and even Miami's secondary is ranked 15th in the league, that's when he had his good games. So that's when those good secondaries are essentially providing him the opportunity to, you know, shine over Lockett and, and Metcalf to a certain degree. And that was very true this week with Lockett essentially only putting up, I think, four or five points on the week and, and being locked out of the game. And uh, Russ just felt comfortable enough to go to more and he had some, some, you know, not a huge amount of opportunities on the week, but made the most of all of them and a couple of good chunk plays. Well, you know, when it comes to wide receiver threes, Joel, you've got a pretty good eye, I have to say. Um, with Gage and Atlanta, you're definitely right on that one. Um, we'll have to take a look here and see see what happens with David Moore. But um, yeah, depending on that schedule, if they've got some tough secondaries coming up, especially on the bye week, you know, we're looking at guys that can th- give opportunities. So sounds like it's a good one. And this is where just a little bit of research goes a long way. You know, like you can... You can do research. There's obviously like the uh, pff.com, uh, profantasyfootballers.com. They do a great 
research pieces, great articles. They do rankings on, on things like the secondary. So you can find these articles out there. And if you know there's a bit of a pattern with someone like David Moore and, you know, he plays well in certain games and not in others, then do that research and, you know, inform yourself a little bit. Who have you got next for? Well, I'm continuing my trend. Um, a little bit easier to do the research on these when a guy goes down. Um, you know, I mentioned earlier Eckler was injured for the Chargers and Michelle for New England. This time it's the number one rushing offense in the league, um, that being the Cleveland Browns, surprisingly. Well, not surprising um, when Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt are your backfield. But yeah, Nick, Nick Chubb finally, uh, maybe not finally if you own him, but uh, he's gone down with an MCL injury that is most likely going to be a few weeks of time for him. I think he's already um, landed on IR, so I think that's at least three or four weeks, right? Yeah, yeah. So that means this guy, Dernest Johnson, who came in and you know, showed the Cowboys a thing or two, stepping in um, and really filled in Chubb's role nicely. Uh, he still came away with 13 carries for 95 yards. He didn't get the scores. Those went to OBJ and Kareem Hunt this week. But um, I think in a Browns running game that's top of the league, He's going to get those opportunities to score. They're not going to go away from the run, especially if they have a guy who can fill in somewhat decently. You know, you might see OBJ, OBJ's role step up. You might see Kareem Hunt, but there's going to be opportunities for Johnson. So, yeah, I would definitely take a piece of that if you can, and especially on this, this bye week and any situation where you're thin at running back. This is a guy you want on your squad. Yeah, what was even more... I'm surprising is he actually had more attempts, rushing attempts than what Kareem Hunt did. He just didn't get the touchdowns and scores. So definitely some opportunities for, you could argue, any running back in that kind of Stefanski offense that's uh, very, very run-focused. Um, devastating for, for Chubb owners this year. So like, I suppose if you were the Chubb owner, maybe you want to go for this as a potential backup pick, right? If you can get him. Yeah, definitely. I mean, really, depending on the makeup of your squad you've got a guy now who's, who's going to put up good points anybody should be going after him i know i will be so take a look out but who's who's last on your list joel we've got um a guy that we have mentioned before and i think now he's kind of proved himself to um to be someone that you can grab given uh, the game script that the cowboys are running at the moment and it's dalton schultz at tight end for dallas we've mentioned him before um dallas's defense is terrible um and not only is it terrible that they let teams get out to really good starts. So um, usually, I suppose what you would do, Corb, is if you've got a terrible defense, you try and limit the exposure. So you run the ball. But when you're constantly behind in the game, you can't run the ball all the time. You've got to be throwing. And this is where the opportunity comes for a lot of the Dallas receivers. And, you know, obviously you've got C.D. Lamb, you've got Michael Gallup, and you've got Amari Cooper in there as well. But uh, Dalton Schultz has proved, you know, proved his worth over the last few weeks, you know, from... From games where he's like 17.3, 7 is kind of now a base score for him, 15.2, you know. He's getting at least six targets a week, 10 at most. He's, you know, he's pretty decent there for, you know, a mid-range tight end. And, you know, in the games he gets the touchdown, then, yeah, he's in your, your, mid, your mid-teens. So um, you'd be pretty happy that if you were streaming tight end week to week. I'm pretty happy with the spread that we have on this grab list. We've covered each position, right? Because, you know, no one is immune to a bye week, um, unlike COVID-19, which quite a few players went out with, had a couple issues, a couple dramas this week with that. But um, hey, yeah, we're what, kind of what hoping that expect? doesn't, hopefully they, 
everyone can get their shit together and we don't have that issue again. Right. Well, the Graven list might have to grow if that does happen. So um, we'll have to see. All right. So I think that wraps us up for, for Graven. Last segment. What do we got, Carb? Here we go. All right. So again, Ditchem, the final segment. We're looking at guys who you might want to get rid of um, altogether. This could be someone you drafted a little bit too early um, who's, who's turned out to be not so great. Um, perhaps you could get some value out of them in a trade. Um, but there's also some positions that we're just going to say, don't even think about picking them up either. Right. Like, <laughs> like top of our list here, Joel, you've started us off with the LA Rams backfield. That's an interesting one. Um, it is an interesting one. It's some, confusing. Some guys that we, we could have tossed them on the watch them or the grab them list, but I don't think you really want a piece of that right now at all it's um it's a pure committee there at the moment and like it's the weird thing is it's not even like a committee game to like in the game it's like a committee game to game you know like you know brown malcolm brown darrell henderson you know henderson being good the last couple of weeks he's been the more informed one and then he goes from 20 carries to eight and you know brown got nine and you know he only takes eight point one points away. They've obviously got Acres there as well, the, you know the rookie, and he's got the rib injury, so he's been out. But they just can't settle on one of these other guys. You know Brown had the boom game at the start of the season with twenty four point five points, and then Henderson had two with like a really consistent like eighteen point five, nineteen point one. Why can't they just settle on one car? I don't understand. You know the maybe Brown has a bit more of the upside. He's getting you know eight to twelve targets as well. Compared to the Henderson he's had, this is, you know, in the the season so far, not per game, where, uh, you know, Henderson's had four receptions of, of seven targets. Um, but both of them ain't the guy. It's, I don't it's understand like, what's going on there, Carl. It's like the Ravens backfield, but worse, you know? Like, yeah. They, I don't know if it's this part of the strategy to totally mix it up every week so you can torture fantasy owners mm-hmm. across the world. But yeah. um, no, we, there doesn't seem to be much consistency going on at all. Sometimes I'm hot on them, sometimes I'm not. But u- ultimately, like, it's just too big of a gamble. And I, and I think you've got to find other places that are more consistent um, until they find someone who really steps in and, and is consistent for this backfield. But Do you think they think that guy is acres and they're just waiting for him to come back and then you back him in for multiple weeks? It'll look like a completely different backfield once acres is back. You know, he was taking a pretty heavy role. He was getting the starts early in the season, just been fighting the injury bug. So, um, yeah, I think some of this back and forth between Brown and Henderson will start to go away. Hopefully, as a Cam Akers owner myself, they'll start to fade and um, (laughs) Akers will slot in and and start to get the bull's share Mm. of the carries, but... And I think the thing I've seen in, in multiple legs I'm in is I've seen Henderson and Brown get picked up, but I, ha- I don't think I've seen anyone start them yet. So there's not quite enough confidence there for a start. I've been Unless there. you were desperate. <laughs> I've been there where you're just kind of, you're in and off of the waivers, but you never actually start the people that you pick up. Um, who knows? All right, who's your first one? Um, first for me, uh, continuing our bye week theme, um, you might want to consider having a look at your defense. If you're like me and you haven't even scanned down your your screen below the fold to the, the old defense there at the bottom, um, you may have drafted someone or a team that 
you felt confident in. Perhaps their reputation was flying high early in the season, but they have come to a point where they've disappointed. And you know what? Um, in the long run, a defense that can put up some points for you on a consistent basis is what you're looking for. And if you're an active fantasy manager, then you need to get out there and take a look. Um, for me, it's the New Orleans defense who I think you should be considering dropping off. They haven't been great this year, you know, and it's tough because Drew Brees and his age is needing that defensive support in order to put the runs up on the board um, and get the, the team some wins. But it's been a surprise to see the Saints struggle this far into the season and the defense has not helped. So time to start shopping around for defenses. Um, and if there was one I had to throw on the top of the list just off the top of my head, it's actually the Browns defense who's been surprisingly good. If they're available in your league, um, consider a shuffle. Don't be sleeping on your defenses. You know, it's a very similar situation, probably even worse for sleeping on kickers. And if, if our league is any... Our lead of, if our league of record is any indication where currently at this very minute, four of the top 10 kickers are on the waiver wire, including, I might add, the number one kicker on the season so far. Um, don't sleep on that. That's the difference between the number one kicker, which is uh, surprisingly Randy Bullock from Cincinnati, but maybe not so surprising because that offense is not overly inspiring. 52 points and you drop down to... The number 10, that's, you know, 34 points. So, like, there's, you know, 18 points of difference over four weeks. It, it all matters. It does. It does. It's not as fun to watch, but points are points. <laughs> that's why we're here, Carl. We go to the details of kickers. Well, hey, we've got one, one more guy who might be um, overstaying his, his presence or might be ready to well, dish. Tell us about him. It's, it's been a good situation. But it is time to sell, sell, sell. And I am talking about Mike Davis, the running back at Carolina. He's had a few great weeks, 19.1, 19.5. But the thing is, if you want to get anything for him, now is the time to sell it. Now is the time to cash in. You know, CMC is predicted to come back in week six or seven. So that's only really a couple of weeks away. And... You can't really expect to cash in and, and trade that to another owner if there's no upside at all. You're not going to trade him the week of CMC returning into your team, but you could either, I think, attack this two separate ways. Try trading Mike Davis to the CMC owner in your league because then they get both, both bases covered and that's like a little bit less risk. Or target an owner who is really started the season slowly and they really need a win. They need to get wins on the board now because otherwise in two weeks' time, they could be out of the playoff picture already. So I think Mike Davis has done a great job. He's stepped in for CMC. Hasn't, you know, hasn't like been as dynamic as what you'd expect out of the CMC, but like putting up 19 points a couple of weeks in a row, fantastic. But you've got you to cash that in. Otherwise, he just goes back you know, onto your bench and does you know, nothing unless CMC gets injured again. I like that call. You know, sometimes pulling the trigger on a trade, the more you delay, the value gets all wrapped up, um, especially in these injury situations that we've been talking about. When the guys are out for multiple weeks, you pick up those handcuffs and they add some value to your squad, but they can also get you an in for a player that might have more long-term value for the remainder of the season. And in this case, sounds like a great opportunity to call that out, Joel. Get people to loosen those pockets and start 
throw in some trades. This is the time to do it, especially with the buys happening this week. It's it's a big time marker, a big milestone in the season. If you're going to make some moves, get out there and do it. Um, speaking of one last guy for our, our Ditchum list, one last move that might be curious to some owners is... Um, this one pains me a bit, Corb. It is hard. I had high hopes for this guy preseason. It is. Um, it's Kenyon Drake. We'll, we'll just throw it out there. So, yeah, running back for Arizona. If In case you didn't know, because, you know, he hasn't really done anything this season, so he hasn't ended up in any highlight reels. <laughs> um, he's, he's kind of just flown under the radar this season. Um, but, yeah, hyped so much before the season got started. Really wasn't showing much in the first few weeks. But this week was supposed to be his week. He was playing a crumbling Carolina defense. You know, this game was supposed to be high-scoring. Didn't really turn out to be so much that case. And I don't know what, what happened. You know, he had 13 carries, which was a season low. Horrible. And then he also didn't have any targets in the passing game, which is definitely a, a sad story for a, a back who seems to be athletic enough, dynamic enough to take advantage. Um, but he's the sad part there is he's only had five total targets on the season in the passing game. So really, he's not hooking up with Kyler Murray at all. He's not getting the carries that he needs. And when he does, he's not producing. I don't know. I think it's time to look the other way. Yeah. You know, he's losing about like he lost a, 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 a touchdown that was um, that went to Chase Edmonds this week, which was a, a passing one out of the backfield. It's not even a rushing touchdown. And um, it seems like even with all his opportunity, like 13 carries this week, but he's had a, you know, his season highs, 20 carries in a game, but still not really doing a lot with them. You know, for as much as this Arizona team was hyped preseason, it's it's now starting. And they had a first, you know, a first good couple of weeks there. They did um, some great scores and Kyler Murray's been going off. But, you know, also some good games against Washington and Detroit, which are not great teams. And, like, Carolina's not a great team. Um, there might be some short-term value with the Jets and, and Dallas in the next couple of weeks, but you're right. It's not overly inspiring, is it? Yeah, I know he's been having some nagging injuries. You know, he didn't play to his full potential this week either because he came down with, with something. But, yeah, it's it's another guy who, if you're hoping to hold on to any tinge of reputation he has left and try to cash in on some value, um, he was going in the first round late first round early second round in a lot of drafts he might still people might still remember that but after a few more weeks they definitely won't and they'll be looking really closely at that stat line and it's not been going well what people will remember is the Kenyon drake form of last year and like are we building up to that again or are we not going to see that again and that's the kind of unknown aspect of of the situation at the moment isn't it right it's almost like Take him while he's down on value. Hope that as his health builds, as the season gets some momentum behind it, this young team starts to connect, that he finds his opening in the, in the next few weeks. It's a big gamble, right? You're not getting anything for sure if you're going after Kenyon Drake. So who yeah, knows? It seems like a similar situation to even Julio Jones at the moment, who hasn't had the most inspiring start to the year. But we've got to remember, and this Atlanta team has not had the most inspiring start to the year. But you've got to remember, this Atlanta team also went 1-7 and seven at the start of last season before finishing really strongly as well. So 
there is like that notion of like, if you believe the team is not going to be that bad or is really not this bad as what they are now and that there will be improvement in the season, then that's the kind of investment that you buy into with Kenyon Drake, that you're saying that the Cardinals are going to be better at the end of the season. You know, therefore, Drake will be better as well, right? Well, it's a good kind of reverse psychology situation for everyone to be thinking about. Sometimes the the people who take the biggest gamble come away with the biggest payoffs. And then this might be a situation where you target Kenyon Drake. You say, hey, well, look at his stats. I'll give you this guy, Mike Davis, for him. You get some points in the bank for a couple of weeks. Um, but I'll take Kenyon off of you and take the gamble. But who knows? But that's the fun of it, right? At the end of the day, it's all just fantasy, right? So let's let's hope. That's it. That's it. Well, look, uh, Korob, I think that wraps us up on another episode of The Waivers. So another exciting week of football ahead. Looking forward to uh, doing some matchups with Mark on Thursday. But uh, look, until next week, guys, just uh, get out there, get active. And, you know, if, you, if you're not up and about and you're not winning and the team's dropped a couple games, then start, start some trades. Get into it. I love trades. Watch out, everyone. Trades are coming. They're coming. I think it's about this time of season where the people start weighing them up, and I think we're, we're prime. And our leg of record hasn't had a trade yet, but I think we're getting closer. I've been uh, sliding into some DMs, so um, keep a lookout. Here we go. Watch out. Watch out. All right, guys. Until next week, we'll see you then. Thanks, y'all.